Hi, this is Don Otto. Welcome. Welcome to the end of 2018. It's just getting closer and closer, isn't it? And we've just been through this Thanksgiving day. And I hope it was a joyful day for you. I realized how, what an unusual Thursday. I thought that Thanksgiving was always the third Thursday. And then someone read that the Lincoln Proclamation was the fourth Thursday. And for some reason, this holiday, this Thanksgiving, was it the third or was it the fourth? It was the fourth. So because November started on the first Thursday, we got four in and then we got what I've been calling an extra week. Think about it. Now think about it. An extra week. Now I have a friend. <clears throat> I don't, I'm not as close to her as I used to be. Um, but if you've been around, you've probably heard me tell this story that she had this fantasy about the world and her fantasy was that everyone in the world had seven days a week and she had eight. <laughs> I, there's a part of me thinks it's funny and the other part of me thinks that's just so selfish. <laughs> I want to get ahead of everybody else. No, she just wanted to get all her stuff done and she had a hard time uh, saying no. I, I know what that feels like. But I was evaluating this since the last time we were together and I was talking about making memories, making memories for the holidays and how we do that and what matters. And I hope you had an opportunity to listen to the show we did that aired on the 19th and I am so, so, so thankful. I hope that was a blessing to you. I've been thinking about sharing it with all of you and, and did. So now we have what I call an extra week, not an extra day, but we have an extra week. Now I know in your neighborhood the lights are coming up and so are the trees, but there's something quite peaceful about still being in the month of November, and we haven't made any Christmas plans until November 30th, actually, the Friday night. And Advent doesn't start until the first Sunday in December, which is December 2nd. So we have a week in there. Try not to fill it up too much with anything but preparation. Preparation for all the things that are already on your calendar, okay? Let me say a few things about products. Thank you. What a great year this has been. Your support and purchasing products has been overwhelming. We are totally out of mangers. I'm sorry we sold out, but don't send us any orders because we're just going to return your money to you. We still have some candles. We're out of Christmas books. We still have a couple of big Advent books. And I still have a couple, also a few, of Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room, which are adult reflections on Advent, written by a friend and colleague, Ted Wiesty. So prepare him room. We talk about this time being a time of preparation for our hearts, and it's a lovely devotional beginning on the first day of December, and you'd still have time to get it in time. So that, that's a few things about products, and thank you for your support. Thank you also for the evidence that Home for Christmas is a useful tool. 
thank you for demonstrating to us that the price of $25 for the entire workshop and the syllabus is something that's helpful and useful. I've only heard one remark. So if you've watched it and got some friends to watch it with you, would you send us a little feedback? Tell us what you liked best. Maybe there's a section that you'd like me to expand on, and I could get ready to do that maybe even in the month of December. So today, what I want to, to make time for is talking about Advent. Advent. Now, I have talked about Advent so much and for so long that I'm wondering if there are times when I don't just miss the whole thing about Advent and what it's about. It's anticipating his coming. Now, for those of us who have said yes to Christ being the Lord of their lives, and we believe that he came as a baby, which is what Christmas is about to us, and that he went away through the crucifixion and resurrection, and he left the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity, and he's coming back. Wow, that's, that's a pretty fast theological class there. We believe he's coming back. And so Advent is a conversation, uh, it really means coming, and it's a time for us to anticipate his coming. We anticipate his coming. We don't know the hour, when, or where, or how, but he told us he would come. It's wonderful to read the Gospels and see this exchange, and even in the early church uh, letters, where it, it, they're asking questions like, is it going to be Friday? It, we, we want to be ready. What should we do to be ready when he comes, like in my lifetime? And of course, there have been 2,000 years since that. So I don't want us to get so casual that we say 2,000 years has passed and he hasn't come. That means we don't think about it. No, we still need to think about it. And one of the things that this year is bringing to my heart, and I am having the great privilege of doing an Advent event an Advent part of a quiet day at our church. And I thought about this repeated, this repetition of the Christmas story. Even if you haven't memorized Luke 2, most of us know the first words of Luke chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and it came about, and the story goes on. And we've read the story, we've heard the story, and one of the things I want to remind you of is that the power of these words and the Christmas story and all that happened, Gabriel, the angels, the shepherds, Anna, Simeon, Zechariah, Mary, Elizabeth, Herod, they all had their jobs, they all had their roles. But don't turn off the story because you've heard it once before. Repetition has a way of digging deep into our hearts, deep into our hearts. This is a time for us to pause long enough to talk about what does it mean that Jesus came to earth? Pick a character. One of the things that I'm very proud of and is available, I believe it's a free resource, one page, if you haven't bought the Home for Christmas video, but I know it's in the syllabus, which is a 29-page syllabus, and it's called Nativity Building Activity. 
and nativity building activity. It's toward the back of the syllabus. And there are 24 activities that you might do with your children. 24 more activities on the week before December 1st. You're saying, is she crazy? I'm not going to do... No, no, I'm not suggesting you do 24. I'm not suggesting you do any of them. But what I'm suggesting, and will continue to suggest until our time is finished this year, is that this December we continue to do things differently because we are different people. Because the reason for the season is not just a phrase that rhymes. The reason for us is to remember that Jesus came and to celebrate his birth and to anticipate his coming again. And every way that we women, wives and mothers, women of faith, have an opportunity to direct our children to understand these things, it's so important. I often get the remark about the Advent candle, often. My child did not remember the name. It was Advent, did not remember much of the story. But when the new year came around at Christmas, he said, Mommy, are we going to do that candle lighting thing? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to take five minutes a day. When you buy the candle, which begins on December 1st and it runs down through 24th, you get a reading program as well, which is a verse a day, a passage a day to continue the story. So in this nativity building activity, oh, they're just things like place a star over the manger or draw a manger or have a crash, talk about the sheep, talk about the babe, sing away in the manger, just simple little activities that families can do together to keep it centered. Is Santa Claus for real? Nobody's coming Christmas. And is there going to be presents? Yes. And is there going to be food and parties and gaiety? Yes. It's part of our place. But remember that as a different woman, you're doing the next thing this season. And the next thing is to do everything you can to prepare your hearts and to help your children to prepare their hearts. So get some equipment for Advent, right? And we use a little wreath on our table and it holds four candles. The wreath is a symbol of the never-ending love because it's in a circle. And the four candles on the wreath are traditionally three purple and one pink one. Get a clicker, a light clicker, or a box of matches. Get your Bible. Maybe you want to get a, a song book and put it all right there. If you bought the big book for Advent, put it all right there. If you need a little basket to put it in, just put it all right there. And then you're ready. You're prepared. You don't have to say, where is that? Let's get a match. Let's just do it. Schedule some time. I really think the best place to do it is around the table because it's a candle and it's fire and things could burn up. But it could be in your living room. It could be around the tree. It could be in one of the bedrooms where if children share a bedroom, a place that you come together every day. And now I described to you that Advent starts this year on December 2nd. And the reason we have four candles is because each week there is a theme, and each week we light another candle. And then for those of us who are participating in the 1 to 24 candle, which is what the ministry offers for families particularly, that one sits in the middle 
of our Advent wreath, okay? So begin your celebration by using some rotation. If you have three or four kids, they all want to light the candle, they all want to blow out the candle. Nobody wants to read, everybody wants to read. So get some rotation, get some rotation going so that the kids know what to do and what next. So the four candles are one, the prophecy candle, two, the Bethlehem candle, three, the shepherd candle, and four, the angel candle. So those are the themes, and they become a theme for the whole week. So on December 2nd, you will light the first purple candle, and then you will use a preparation by reading some Bible passages. Again, this is in that brochure, in that syllabus, in the Home for Christmas video. I'm going to give you, though, two passages to start. Prophecy candle, Luke 1, 30 and 31, and Isaiah 2, 1 through 5. So you begin by explaining this is the beginning of the season and why it's called Advent and we're coming together and we're coming to celebrate his birthday and we're anticipating his coming again. And then there's a song, Sing, O Come, All Ye Faithful. Okay? Now every day you burn down the white candle, 1 through 24, and you light for the first week every day the prophecy candle. And then on December 9th, we move to the second purple candle, and that's the Bethlehem candle. And I think the Bethlehem candle and the shepherd candle are the ones the children relate to the most. We know Bethlehem. We know where it is. You can get an atlas and look at it. You can talk about where Bethlehem was in relationship to Jerusalem and that this was the place where Jesus was to be born. So you're going to light the second candle, and you're going to read Luke 2, 24. Great time to bring in conversation from the last week, what you learned or heard about the prophecy candle. I particularly love the prophecy candle because it is amazing to me that hundreds of years before the birth came to be that they knew that he would be born in Bethlehem. It's a good week to talk about birth and your children. Kids love to talk about when they were born and where they were born and how much pain it was and how they got their name and look at their pictures if necessary, okay? So get together. There were no McDonald's, and Mary had to figure out how to feed her baby in this terrible situation that she was in. Okay, girls, just remember this. She was on a donkey nine months pregnant for 75 miles. Ouch! It hurts just to think about it. But being a mother, understanding what was going on inside of her body, she was prepared and she made that manger a place of beauty. And the song for that week is A Little Town of Bethlehem. And then comes the third Sunday of Advent, and we're still lighting the prophecy candle and the Bethlehem candle. And the third Sunday this year is December 16th, and we have the third purple candle, and it's a shepherd's candle. Oh, by the way, if I didn't tell you, you can buy a whole set of candles through Amazon for $4.49 and have it delivered the next day. So don't worry about adding a wreath or getting the purple candles by running around stores and trying to find it. Just order it online and have it delivered. If you don't have an Advent wreath, get four candlesticks holders and put them around in a circle, okay? Don't make it too complicated. The shepherd's candle, obviously, is a lot of conversation about the shepherds and Luke 8, 
verses 20, okay? Reflect again on the prophecy candle and the Bethlehem candle, and you're continuing lighting your daily candle and counting down to 25. By this time, you'll have burned down two-thirds of the candle. And the word for this week is follow, because the shepherds follow the star. The shepherds follow the star. And Jesus still calls us to come to him and follow him. Come to him and follow him. And there's a great little song that we all know, This Little Light of Mine. A great song to sing with the children on this night of the shepherds following the light, the star. And then the pink candle, which is the fourth Sunday, and that's the angel candle. There are a lot of angels in this story, this account of conception and birth and reception of Jesus. There are a lot of angels. We think of angels, little fluffy things flying around with um, white little wings. Angels are serious folk. Angels are just below God right above man, and they are God's messengers to give us important messages. And these were important messages delivered to Mary, delivered to Zechariah, delivered to the, the shepherds through the star, delivered to the wise men. These angels came. They were God's messengers. And what do the angels always say first? Be not afraid. Do not be afraid. Great opportunity to tell your children that with Jesus, when we choose him to be the Lord of our life, we no longer have to be afraid because he cares for us. He takes care of us. And so the four Sundays have transpired, and what is left is Christmas Eve, and you still have your little nub of a white candle in the center of your circle. Burn it down. Don't forget if you got a manger to put baby Jesus in the manger and prepare your hearts for Christmas morning. Advent is a holy time, an opportunity for us to pause long enough to remember, to remember why he came, to remember that he came for us and to look forward to his coming again. Thanks for listening. We are Modern Homemakers, and this is the beginning of Christmas and the Advent season. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and do something you've never done before, like Advent. <music>